Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Victoria Rader. Victoria holds a PhD in metaphysics, which we're going to get into later because that completely mystifies me. But I want to tell you that she has spent thousands of hours coaching and client sessions and seminars, and she has witnessed that the cap to one's fulfillment is defined by their subconscious programming. As a result, she's created products and services with a unique success formula of healing one's heart, freeing one's mind, and expanding one's skills to see, create, and live a life of limitless possibilities. Internationally best-selling author of Until You Win, Until You Shine, Fest Me Journal, Ignite Your Wisdom, creator of Empower Me and Master Me apps, and I have checked out Empower Me apps already. She also is the founder of the Quantum Freedom Movement and creator of Free Me, EFT. Victoria is excited to share her newest book, Prosper Me, The 35 Universal Laws to Make Money Work for You. Her mission is to both awaken and empower you to your life of limitless possibilities and prosperity. Victoria, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Jenna, thank you so much for having me. It is wonderful to be your guest already. I appreciate that. You had me at metaphysics, okay? So let's peel back a little bit. You started somewhere in real estate. How did you get to metaphysics? Yeah, in 2007, the end of 2007 into 2008, I got my real estate license because in my plain mind, it was a quick fix to go from getting my family in debt from traveling to making money while homeschooling kids. And so if you think of 2007 here in the United States, the homes were flying off the shelves. You put a sign in and you became a top star. And I was like, oh, that's easy. Of course, by the time I got my license, we had it into the worldwide recession. So I actually had to work. And that's the beauty of any recession. We're heading into, we are in a recession right now that is spreading globally. And it's a beautiful time, right? Inflation is not, but recession is. Because recession is complementary of anybody who wants to work. It doesn't have to be worked overly hard. Hard, but being smart and intentional. And so I got a coach in real estate and within a year and a half became the top 1% of the agency. So people started asking, what's your magic sauce? And I got to tell you, the secret to success is still work. But I started training a lot of other agents on what appeared to me were basic principles of success. And what I've run into over and over again is that I would meet these brilliant people, decent people, just honest, loyal, hardworking, and they would have the best intentions and they would set the goals and they seemed to follow the principles, but the internal self-sabotage 
would throw them off track over and over and over again. I'm an observer of life, so I said, there's got to be a reason for it. What is it that is unseen that is more powerful than any efforts I see? And that got me into philosophy, and metaphysics is a branch of philosophy that studies the unseen powers in a nutshell. It's like taking quantum physics and marrying it to spirituality and God. That's what metaphysics is. And that's how I decided to get a degree to fully understand what is it, how is it implemented in our life that some of the best, most driven people are still standing by the wall, knocking their head on it and not having a solution. I have seen that a lot in my corporate life with colleagues and team members that I coached. Mm -hmm. And like you say, they have all the tickets and all the whistles and bells. They have the degrees. They have some really solid work experience. They have a why, you know, why they really want to do this. And they have a mission statement. But for whatever the reason be, there is a block of sorts. And after leaving corporate, I'm still in touch with many of these people. And just out of curiosity, I'll reach out and just ask them, how's it going? And undoubtedly, it's going the same that it always had been going because they still have those blocks. It's interesting that you use the words, the ways that still lead nowhere to think, because one of the deep subconscious beliefs that I see a lot of humanity cycling around is that no matter what I do, I get nowhere. And it's a very deep program. We might be unaware we carry it. So, you know, through different energy modalities, in this case, probably theta healing, which is the shift of the subconscious program in awake state would be the best technique to use where you remove that no matter what I do, I'm heading nowhere and replace it with my movement is intentional and purposeful and leads to satisfactory results. You can add to me and humankind if you're feeling beneficial, but that's, it's a small, subtle shift, but there are a lot of studies of how to check yourself with you carry a belief. And one of the simplest ones is through the finger pull, because we're electromagnetic beings. We are vibrating electricity that charges the field automatically. Our thoughts are electric. Every time I think something, there's an electric impulse. Every electric impulse creates a magnetic field. So as electromagnetic beings, we create a field. So if you say yes and you pull on two fingers like number eight, you will not break it. But if you say no, it breaks it for everybody just because the circuit on yes is complete, but the circuit on no comes out. So when I say that subconscious belief that we chose as an example, no matter what I do, I go nowhere, anybody who listens can say it and can pull it and see whether it's there. And if it is, then allow for the shift that I've offered and they'll have a mini session and a mini healing. And that one belief that seems like a 30-second adjustment will open so many different doors. That's amazing. I'm sitting here, I'm like, yes, is it? No, I gotta try that one. I definitely have to try that one. Actually, I have a lot of quotes that I wrote down from the different secrets. Here is one, I have so many of them. Having a destination and changing it does not mean failure. It is an attempt at success. Not having a destination is a path to failure. Yeah, that gave me chills when you read that. Ironically, this was written so many years ago. And just this last week, 
I've had so many people saying, what do you mean? And so the example is going to be so vivid and gorgeous, Jeanette, that I think is so aligned and is in need of it. Very often, first of all, my knowing, it's beyond belief because I know it as I know it as I know it, that each one of us is the beautiful, radiant energy, whether you call yourself a child of God or divine spirit, we're limitless. Like we are so limitless. And so... What happens to us is that we all have internal guide. We do. We're guided. We're divinely guided inside. But what happens very often, we mistaken that if we follow the guidance, the results should be what we expected or else we made a mistake. So the example I want to give is so you and I are in a Jeep. And we're driving through, and we're on this road in the jungle in Amazon and we get to a fork in the road. And you and I doing whatever spiritual pieces we do, whether we pray, we meditate, we seek that guidance. And both of us feel without a shred of the doubt, go right. And we both say, great, we got it. We know what we're doing. We're turning right. And within five, 10 minutes, we come to the dead end. We're like, wait a minute. You felt it was right. I felt it was right. And yet here we're at the dead end. So what happened? So we turn around. Our faith is shaken. Dangerous thing. We're turning the guidance. We get back to the road. And now we're going to go in the left in that fork. And we're staying there and we're staying there and we're staying there. And five, six, seven, eight hours into the journey, we understand the importance of that wrong turn because never once had we questioned whether we should have gone right. We continued all the way till we're out. And so often a shortcut to our progress is the dead end and we'll be guided to it so we can run into it and turn around and say, great, recalculating. Now I know this is not what I need to do. And we thank that guidance for it and we lean into it fully. That's amazing. That's amazing. It just echoes a lot of things that have happened in my life where I have made certain decisions and ultimately there was something that did not happen or go as expected. And I could have beat myself up, but I'm out of that business. Thank goodness. I just asked, what was the lesson? It's just a simple question. What was the lesson? Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. And that's it. No mistake is wasted unless we let it. Oh, who was it? Andy Andrews. This is one of my favorite quotes. And I love what he said. He said, God didn't give us ability to always make the right choice, but he gave us the ability to make a choice and then make it right. I love that. Right on, right on. Because it just seems there are a lot of complaints about where we are globally and then where we are as just a major ecosystem of people. And some people think that there's a lot of opportunity and other people think there's no opportunities. Secret to success is still work. Yeah. Intentional work. Intentional work. No doubt. That brings to mind something that I've said a couple of times relates to what you said, having clarity on what it is you do want to accomplish. Doing your best and steady wins the race is secret number three, because that has prevailed through my entire life. It's just do my best. Yeah. And I love how you said it's your best. What the trap for so many people, especially with social media, is looking at else's and assuming it's their path or trying to mimic it or betraying who they are. I think the more people now no longer know what they want, they feel they've been robbed of it. I'm going to offer these gorgeous four questions that help you identify what that intended purpose is because I think a lot of us are blinded by so many other people's 
fake intents and purposes for the lack of a better word. And the first one is if you just sit down and you write down what is it that I want and just allow things to come through you as they come. There's no judgment, whether it is a bird or a car or a trip, it doesn't matter, everything goes. Then the second question to write what do I want most? Now the subconscious mind starts saying, okay, it was safe for me to want all these things. What do I want most? Then the third question is, what outcomes do I want? Mm -hmm. Often we think we want things because we're seeking some outcomes. But until we allow for what we want to come through, we can't really find those outcomes. So we're, we're like massaging the subconscious mind. So what outcomes do I want? And then the last fourth question in order to get the answer will be, what outcome do I want the most? Now, once you find that outcome that you want the most, then the next morning you wake up and you say, what are three basic things I can do today to bring me nearer to this outcome? You reverse engineer into action because very often if we are pursuing what we thought we wanted, because we haven't found out what outcome we want, what we find is that getting that new car did not bring any feeling of fulfillment. The void is still here. So just finding what outcome do I want the most, and then reverse engineering it to three things today to get me to that outcome. And I think it leads to a life of miracles, a very private life of miracles, the one that might not make it to social media. Very fulfilling. Yeah, that's pretty profound because I believe in one of your writings, might have been one of your blogs, you talked about the global noise. Everyone has something to say. And there's a lot of reverberation. And it just seems to be somewhat overwhelming unless you turn it off. So having that peace and that moment where you can focus on what it is you really want. And for some people, it's peace of mind. Some people, it's health. And some people, it may be wealth. And yeah. we can define wealth in many different ways, in many different ways. I say wealthy have something that broke never do enough. That's my definition of wealth. <laughs> you can be rich and be spending a lot of money and be completely broke because you never have enough. I think that's pretty simple. If you have something broke, never have. I like it. Yeah, things are not what they seem, not always. And so I think that's just very poignant. As we strive to better our life and to improve our life is to do it from the place of self-improvement first so that the material things never come at a cost of lasting things. Temporarily things never come at cost of lasting things, I think. Now, when you're writing, you talk about how to begin to create the path to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve and taking these micro steps almost. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, in the process for me, one of the laws is the law of the Kaiway, and it's a Japanese practice of understanding the importance of compound effect of little tiny steps. Very often in my practice, I hear people refer to quantum leap and people refer to quantum leap as this huge jump and they associated with massive action. But because once again, metaphysics has to do with quantum physics, right? So very basic quantum physics, quantum leap is referring to quantum jump. And in the quantum jump, an electron, right? The basics of every molecule is just an electron. And the electron consists of a nucleus in the middle and then the little electron flying around it. So just like the sun would be the nucleus and any one of the planets would be an electron. Like very basic stuff. So what happens with the quantum leap is that the electron steadily keeps flying around, flying around, keeping the momentum until a surge of light 
comes into that system. And because it's already moving, the light lifts it up to the next level. So quantum leap is not controlled. It's not forced. It consists of two things. Continuous momentum of steady small steps and influx of light. My company is called You to Shine because I tell people, first we get you steady movement, then we give you a little bit of light. And you experience that quantum leap. But quantum leap is impossible without steady, small steps every day. So because I am a busy person like everybody is, I love to be very gentle with my psyche. And so I set very manageable daily goals. I say three tasks for three minutes. Every one of my books was written with a commitment Monday through Friday, no matter what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to sit for three minutes and write. Granted, sometimes those three minutes unfolded to an hour of inspiration, but there were days when there was just a blank in me and I would say, that's okay, I'm committed to three minutes. And so the amazing ease of three minutes built up leads to quantum leaps. For people that want to, let's say, become more physically active, all of us have done it. I joke often, we spend $300 in new equipment. We run out, we go for a run. Day one, day two, day three, day four, our subconscious mind goes, go sleep. It's better for you to sleep than to run. And we're like, yeah, I'm just learning to love myself now. But if you say, it's okay, I'm going to commit to three minutes, three minutes, one minute of stretching, a three minute plank, and a three minute hijacks, whatever it is. Some days, indeed, it'll build up to an hour. But when you commit to three tasks at three minutes, I love three times three is nine. There's a lot of magic to those sacred geometry numbers. Then you are setting yourself up for success. And more so, you don't say every day. I say five out of seven days because I know what I'm working with. I'm working with a very faulty equipment. It's just what it is. Yeah, and so those little steady things. So anybody can change everything in their life. If they don't overcommit and don't expect a massive change over a short period of time. That's interesting because with me, for a while, it's been the consistency, say, in physical activity. And there are three things that I generally say. One is drink water. How much water? Did you see? I just tried it as you said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much water your body weight divided by two in ounces. So you're three, right? And then the second thing is to move your body. Yeah. Okay. And the third thing is to eat food that serves you well. Oh, I love that. But in the moving your body piece, at first I was just walking and I said, this is not doing, it's not enough activity. I'm working my dog. She's sniffing and stopping. I said, I need more activity. So I go to this club and then I look at the schedule and I call my friend, Jackie. She says, oh, I'm working out seven days a week. I looked at the schedule. I said, Jackie, I said, I'm good for five days. I'm off on Sundays and Mondays. Yep. Because like you said, I know what I'm working with. Amazing, right? I know what I'm working with. At least knowing yourself. And I believe that's that's one of the secrets is know who you are. Okay. Yeah. I think it's important. But how do you get to know who you are? How do you do that? Yeah, I think that the easiest way for all of us is see, we're so talented that we usually don't recognize our talent because it is a second nature to us. Unless we have turned it into a profession, sometimes I say the easiest way to recognize your talent is to see what annoys you about people the most in a good way. Because you're like, come on, any idiot can do it. When you catch yourself thinking that, realize, oh, wait a minute, that's my talent zone. If I think any idiot can do this, 
that's my talent zone. That's number one. Number two, the greatest thing is people tell you about your talents through the criticism they give you because unpolished talents comes through as our weaknesses while polished talents come through as our strength. So if you think about it, you know, who is a determined person? Determined person is the same person we call, oh my gosh, they're just so stubborn. And so you look into those patterns and you understand that what others see as weaknesses or what you see yourself as weaknesses in you is a talent that is unmotivated. It's unexpressed and it's untrained. And untrained talent is an ugly thing to behold. And so when you understand that, what is the opposite? What is the way to lean into that? Oh my gosh, even with people that say, she's so negative, he's so negative. I'm like, wait a minute, in what way? Are they paying attention to every detail? Are they so detail-oriented that they can turn that rare talent into something to serve humanity. That's very interesting because I've had that experience with someone who was on my team. And now that I left corporate, they're still there and they're still behaving the same way that they always have behaved. And they make it difficult for everyone. But I always have said to this one person, I said, you would have made a great attorney because you look at every detail of everything. Yeah. But you know what? When she heard that, she took it as an insult. And she took it as me letting her know that she was not a part of our team. I don't know where that came from, but I was paying her from her subconscious, from her subconscious programming, which is I'm never good enough, no matter what you oh, say. Girlfriend, get a law degree because you're good at this, but she didn't take it that way. Since we've gone a little bit into that whole thing of taking offense, and it's so huge, because it is one of the two top blocks to prosperity, taking offense. I love uh, speaking of prosperity, whatever your background is, whether it's Hebrew or Christian, everybody's heard of King Solomon. And this particular psalm is attributed to him, but I love what it says here. Great peace have they that love your law and nothing shall offend them. So I think it's just such gold right now. Everybody seems to be looking for ways to be offended. We're in a culture that cancels everybody out. Everybody takes offense at everything. And the danger of that is that you lose the inner peace. You lose outer prosperity long term because you're violating the universal law. One of the universal laws is the law of forgiveness. Even if you believe somebody is attempting to offend you, which 90% of the time they're not, they're either speaking from their ignorance or arrogance, their journey. But they are not even trying to offend you. But if we take that offense, we took their energy, we placed it into ours, and we became subject to their... We've just sold our one most precious thing, which is free agency. For nothing. For nothing. So much good stuff. So let's talk about your new book. Yeah. 35 universal laws. Oh my gosh. There is one law and that law is energy is God. Greater of all designer is love is. There's just one law. But because it's like there's so many languages trying to express the same thing. There's 35 universal laws. There's 35 aspects to that one where different people will resonate with that one law the most. And it opens the aspect of prosperity. And then others will start balancing itself out around it. I usually invite people when I do a book signing, I'll come in and I'll say, hold your book and open the content because I believe we're all guided. I know it. I'll say, look at that list. Which one law is standing up? Which one law is talking to? Trust it. And immediately you understand how unique you are because I'll have a room of 20 people and there'll be 20 laws. 
And who's right? Everybody. And is it the same law? No, but that's your little keyhole. That's where you say, okay, that's where I want to start. We actually, at some point, I think if you go on the website now or the link, it's moneyquiz.me. I took it. You took the quiz. Okay, that's the good starting point. This is where it probably will be good to start so you don't get around with all 35. But I wanted to also, for the book to be a reference and a path that you can come back to. I've gotten somebody finishing up the audio recording. We're about to release the version on Audible and to proofread it. It was a gift to me because I heard it in somebody else's voice. So it was like I was listening to somebody else's book in a way. And I can honestly say that without any, this is not a prideful statement, there were things in that book that I know theoretically I've written, but that I've learned from that recording. Wow. Because I think it's true of all of us. Very often the wisdom comes through us that we're not necessarily aware of mm -hmm. for all of us. Sometimes I'll do a presentation. Somebody comes up to me and says, thank you so much for saying this. I know I didn't say that. I know I just created the space where they could receive that guidance. And I'll always come back and say, that was your discovery. Own it. Own it. I'm looking forward to making my way through it now with the understanding of the foundational pieces. So you gave me a little bit of insight on that. So I'll go back because I have a lot of it highlighted. I actually downloaded the Kindle version of it. What I think I'm tempted to do though, because you brought that up about what resonates most with you will be somewhat divine based on what I need at that mm -hmm. time. So I think what I'd like to do is almost like a spin the bottle and see where it stops. Yeah. Yeah. If we have it, you got the Empower Me app. If you go to My Money in the Empower Me app, you shake the phone and it'll pop up with the law. So the app was created before the book. Here's the app. There you go. And so you can just go to My Money and shake that and or click on it and it'll give you the law that you're most aligned with at that moment. Okay, I have to activate it. I did go through some of the open sessions that you have on here. I also did DISC as well. Oh yeah. And what was your personality? It was I and as the, the primary, I guess they would call it, and then the C as an adaptive. Love it. That's yeah. a very unique combination because that allows for you to both have an impact and influence while also being very thorough. And that's a gorgeous combination. So I'll take that and work on it. <laughs> a little bit about what's next. What do you have coming up? Yeah, we're building an amazing group of coaches. I want to talk about the meek concept and that's little m big e that has become a big part of the vision like empower dash me app master dash me app prosper me book and that me concept was a divinely guided concept where i saw the name of the book it was not the prospering book it was the book that's going to be written in a few years i think which is love me and that me was little m big e and it was literally part of a vision and i loved that i thought oh that must be a pattern interrupt and then with time it became more and more clear that little me me, little M Big E, is, as books, as recipe for who we are, as mortal eternal, as matter that is energy, and as material that allows and surrenders for essential, and as manifesting that continually expands. So it's that continuous duality and oneness of surrendering our mortal to eternal, surrendering our matter to energy, surrendering our material to essential, and surrendering our manifesting to expansive. So in that expansion, we're continually looking to build up to Empower Me app. We're going to add EFT sessions, which is the trauma 
phobia and fear, stagnant emotion release. There will be many sessions for people that can't afford one of our coaches to at least get immediate release for either anger or, as I said, deep patterns of PTSD and so forth. So we're going to be continuing getting to that app. We're releasing a couple decks. One deck will be the questions decks in the shape of a card deck, but they will be questions to create reality. Because I think, you know, that famous saying, scriptural saying, but that's been used over and over again is asking you shall receive. I think we've misinterpreted it and simplified it to ask for things and you will get them. But that's not the concept. The concept actually is ask and you shall receive. So the questions we ask create our reality. If I'm going to ask myself what's wrong with me, my mind's going to start going down the list. So that deck will have the questions for people to pull out for the day and focus on it. And the two giveaway questions that I think are so important for all of us, if we're struggling, if we're going through a hard time, our subconscious sabotage wants us to ask what else can go wrong. Don't ask that. You will get an answer. So when things are going poorly, ask yourself, how can I make it better? Yes, I remember in your writing. I can't remember where it was, if it was one of your blogs. I wanted to ask you that question about how to actually control that subconscious filter. Yes. And then the second one is, that's even worse for some of us, is when things are doing great, we tend to ask, when will it end? When will the second shoe drop? And that's when you say, how much better can it get? So just two things. How can I make it better? How much better can it get? And so that deck will have all the questions. I absolutely love that. I really do. Because I think that all of us second guess ourselves or things are going so well. We're thinking, okay, certainly this cannot continue. Something's going to happen. That type of thing. I've experienced that myself. This is so good. And then I'm thinking, how long will this last? Everything has to come to an end to get that kind of thought process out. But also lace it with some reality because Mm -hmm. if it did turn left or right, it doesn't mean that it's the end of a good experience. It just is another experience to acknowledge. Absolutely. And just loving being human. When we hear those internal voices, not allowing, I call it spiritual ego to have a ride because it's, oh, come on, you should know better. And it's, yeah, but I'm human. So I'm going to give myself a hug and say, this too shall pass. And now I'm going to recalculate. It's so important to be compassionate, I think, towards exactly. our Exactly. I've read so much of your material that I can't reference exactly where I read it, but you made a point of saying that up to age five, there are things that are happening based on the maturity of our brain. And then after five or so, it goes into a different level. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So our brain operates at different brain waves, the frequency at which it vibrates. And so the brain waves scientifically are referred to as delta, which is very slow. It vibrates from zero to four hertz a second. And that's when we're asleep. When we're deep asleep, it's delta. When the brain speeds up a little bit, it's called theta brainwave. Theta brainwave is when the hypnosis happens. When you just about fall asleep or you're waking up, you're in this twilighty zone. In that twilighty zone, our subconscious is fully open and fully suggestible. That's the brainwave at which we spend the first up to six years of our life, just like you said. And so that's why a child comprehends everything as one and only true reality. So when a parent hits a child and says, I hit you because I love you, that becomes child's programming. And then he or she are in abusive relationship, justifying to themselves 
that they're being a subject to abuse because they're loved. That's the damage of that theta brainwave. So let's say theta healing puts a client's mind into a brainwave to undo the program and shift it. Then when we meditate, we're an alpha. We worry in beta. Worry, think, reason in beta. It's faster. And there is a genius brainwave where our brain goes so fast that it almost becomes still. It's called gamma and it's a genius brainwave. And so those are just the functions of the brain and the theta brainwave is the childhood's mind that is suggestible, that is open, that is very easily to be shaped. Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Oh, there's so much. There's just so much. So you mentioned that you have coaches that work with clients and based on what their needs are. Would you like to talk about some of the programs that your coaches are working with your clients on? The coaches are handpicked. They are incredible human beings that I think have all come to serve from a place of love and compassion. That's the qualification, the degrees come after. And different coaches have different aspects, whether you want to work on leadership from the place of spirituality, or whether you want to work on healing. It just depends on what you're seeking to complete your overall, I think, well-being and purpose. And then we have a subscription group that's called Quantum Freedom. And it is for everybody who is seeking both structured and very deep, expensive experience into everything metaphysical. We do manifesting around new moon. I do spiritual gene coding activation, which is a very high energy, high frequency program. And then we do basic, I do basic monthly, what I call group healing for people that are struggling either in relationship or physical well-being. And we do actual healings. And then there's the business shift. So four programs a month in quantum freedom. And anybody who's a member has access to all of the archives. So those are our our aspects of offerings that we have. Thank you for that. So now that we're in this reality post-pandemic, how do you do your coaching? Is it virtual coaching? Is it in person? How does that happen? Janet, that is a really cool thing that I don't think I've shared actually, but what happened was very interesting. In December 2019, I had a very strong feeling that I had to take all my programs online. So on January 17th, I launched Quantum Freedom as a complete online experience. We shifted everything to online. And then of course, by March, the world shut down and all of that happening. And so to us, it was just an indicator of a miracle of once again, being guided. All of our coaches are international, global. They all work online. I have certainly been enlightened by the work that you have been doing. It's tremendous. And as my physical therapist would say, I like it. I like it a lot. So I hope that this is not the last time that we have an opportunity to connect. I know that you have your own podcast. I recorded one season of podcast. I'm keeping it alive because it's all about intuition and following God's voice. I think that's my one calling in life, and that is to allow people to know that they're being spoken to, guided, and lean into that. No other voice is as important as that inner voice inside. So I'm very mm. big on finding and following it for everybody. Podcast is called All About the Voice. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to have some of your time today and to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. And if anybody has not had a podcast, let me tell you, it is such hard, dedicated, devoted work. So Jeanette, thank you for doing it for impacting those people that you are called to impact. I honor your work and I support you and thank you for doing it. Well, I appreciate you. So again, thank you. Find out more about Victoria on her website, 
the letter Y, the letter U, the number 2, shine.com. And while you're there, take the money quiz. I did. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.